Stories as, to, as told by Rafishal Shachter. I think I remember hearing this story when I was younger. I am recording, by the way, just FYI. Uh, it's going to be famous throughout the podcast. Podcast community, as they say. I th- this was told over Rafishal Shachter, but I, I'm, I'm almost certain I heard this years ago also. So the story goes that there was a Yid living in, I want to say it was probably around 1750, based on the Kedushas Levi being in the story, and I just looked up that he was born in 1740, passed away in 1809. So let's say this story happened in 1750. Let's uh, make up a number. So the story goes that there was a Yid living somewhere in Europe, and uh, unfortunately him and his wife were not blessed with children. They could not have children, and their suffering was very, very significant. They could not have children, suffering of such a, what's that? I just made up the fact, uh, 1750, just because you'll see in a minute, but couldn't have children. For years they're suffering, can't have children. Turns out the Kedusha slaver of Levi Yitzchak of Bardichev is in town. So the wife tells the husband, go to Levi Yitzchak, get a bracha, go to the Rebbe. He's the Rebbe at the time. Go get a bracha from the Rebbe and hopefully he'll give us a bracha that we'll have children. He says, I'm not interested, I don't want to. She says, go, just go, the Rebbe's in town. Eventually he concedes and he goes to the Kedush HaSlevi, he goes to Levi Yitzchak, and Levi Yitzchak says to him, I can't help you. There's nothing I can do for you, but there is a Yid, the head of the Lamed Vav Tzadikim. Does anybody know what the Lamed Vav Tzadikim are? 36. Supposed, supposed to be 36 hidden tzaddikim in the world. We're getting Hasidish now already, really Hasidish, but there's supposed to be 36 hidden tzaddikim in the world, and oh, now we have real chassid in the class, so we can tell the chassid So, <clears throat> I'll tell you who's the head of the Lamed Vav Tzadikim. You go to him, I think, I think he said his name is Lev Saris, I think I heard his name properly. And he's going to give you a bracha, he'll be able to help you out. So he says, right. so now I'm going on a wild goose chase. He goes back home to his wife and he says, Levi Yitzchak sent me that now I have to go to some far out town far flung market somewhere and get a bracha I'm not this is already too much and his wife says you're going and he's going and he goes he's going so he gets on the tree travels he travels to this far flung town where they're supposed to be uh, he meets this this, this, this simple looking person Revlev Saris and Revlev Saris says what do you want from me so he says look Levi Yitzchak sent to me, I'm supposed to go to you. You're supposed to give me a bracha and help me with children. Please give me a bracha. I've been suffering without children for so many years. So Levi Sarah says, there's nothing I can do to help you. You brought this upon yourself. What do you mean you brought it upon yourself? So he says, Levi Sarah says to him, were you engaged once? You know this story? No. Uh, were you engaged once? So he says, yeah, man, I'm married. What do you mean? No, no, were you engaged once before? She so says, yeah, I was engaged once before. She says, and what happened? So this fellow, Yankel, responds to Rav and he says, well, what happened was is that her father promised me a certain amount of money when we had gotten engaged. Before the wedding, my future father-in-law lost all of his money and he wasn't able to fulfill the pledge that he had made and we broke off the shidduch. She so says, you know how much suffering you caused her because you broke off the shidduch because of money? So he says, actually, no, I never really thought about it very much. So he says, well, that's why you're not having children. The tears you caused her and the suffering you caused her, that's what's causing you not to be able to have children. And there's nothing I can do about that. So this fellow says to her, it must be something. What can I do? There must be... 
So Rav Leif says to him, look, I'll tell you what you could do. Go and liquidate all your assets. Sell off everything you own and put it into money. Sell your house, sell your car, I guess horse and buggy, sell your clothing, sell everything, literally everything, come back to me later. So he goes back home to his wife. He says, look, I went and I spoke to Rav Leif Saris and he told me this is what I need to do. And this is crazy. There's no way I'm doing any of this. This is nuts. And his wife, by the time he has finished the conversation, she had sold everything already. So he liquidates all his assets and it's a thousand ruble, whatever, you know, some sort of a significant sum. And he goes back to Rav Leif Saris and he says to him, listen, take this money, go find that girl whose heart you broke years and years ago and Figure out, give her the money, figure out how you can comfort her, make her feel better, and if that happens, you'll be forgiven, you'll be able to have children. She says, I have no idea where this girl is, I haven't seen her in 20 years. I don't even know who she is, I have no idea. So he says, I'll tell you where she is. Some far-flung marketplace off in a far town out there. You go travel there, you'll figure it out. Is this chassidish enough for anybody yet in the classroom? So, <laughs> he takes a thousand ruble with him, he travels off to some far-flung market somewhere and he's looking around and he can't find it. There's no nugea. This is not happening. He's looking and finally, let's be dramatic now, it starts pouring rain and there's a crack of lightning and he's hiding under a park, under a uh, bus, uh, what's it called? Uh, A bus stop. And and all of a sudden, boom, appears next to this girl and he recognizes her instantly. She sees him, they recognize each other and he says to her, Wow, I don't believe this. Almost like uh, Harry Potter. No, I was like, <laughs> I don't believe this. I came all the way from there and, and I was sent there. And, and she says, Do you know how much suffering you caused me? You broke off the shidduch. Do you know what that meant? Do you know? It sounds unbelievable. No, it's like, mamish, mamish, like more than Hasidish already. It's like beyond. <clears throat> Do you understand what you caused me? Suffering when you broke off the shidduch 20 years ago and how much I saw, etc. And he said, yeah, I know, I'm so sorry, but please forgive me. I, you understand, I'm suffering, we can't have children. My wife and I have been trying to have children for 20 years, and please forgive me. And she said, you know what, there's nothing that I could do for you. You caused me so much suffering, I can't. So he says, please, there must be something. He says, can, can I give you this money? I liquidate my assets, my assets to give you. Please accept this money so that, uh, and you'll forgive me, and uh, please, have, so that I can have children, forgive me. So she says to him, I don't need your money now, I don't need it. So he says, please, just, is there anything I could do to get your mechila. So she says to him, okay, look, here's what you can do. This is the one thing that I'll tell you. If it works, it works. If not, not. One thing we could do is, I have a brother, she says, whose daughter is a kala, and the chassan wants to break off the shidduch because my brother doesn't have any money. It comes full, cir- comes full circle now. Go knock on their door. Offer them the thousand ruble. If he accepts the thousand ruble... I'll forgive you, and I give you my blessing, and you'll be able to have children, hopefully. But if he doesn't accept, you're on your own. So he walks over, he runs over to whoever the brother's house is, he knocks, he knocks on the door, and oh, the brother opens that, and the Kala's there crying, and she's so sad that the, the chassan wants to break off the shidduch, and the, the father and the mother, of the, which is this woman's brother and sister-in-law, are crying what they don't to do, and all of a sudden there's a knock at the door, and he says, here's a thousand, and the brother-in-law, I mean, the brother recognizes immediately who this guy is. Do you know what you did to my sister? You know what you did? She so said, yeah, I know, I know. I caused her such suffering. It was horrible. It was the wrong thing to do. I asked her, Mechila, and she actually is the one who sent me to give you the money. So he said, when did, when did she send you the, to give me, the, give me the money? She said, just now, half an hour, I was just talking to her. The guy faints on the floor. <laughs> they revive. 